0: Welcome
1: to Breakthrough Brands. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show, bringing purpose, profit and prosperity into your life and business with your host, Joe Dalton. Dr. Joe Delaney, welcome to The Conscious Business Show. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm I'm plodding along as normal, not really know what's going on. I just sort of get on with it from one moment to the next. What about you?
0: Uh, the same, the same. But uh, it's funny, it's, it's you know, you have the I am approach to health and well-being, uh, which is about boredom and burnout and business. And that is kind of resonates with me today because I am feeling a little bit burnt out today, working on something for probably maybe three weeks, and I just hit a wall. So that we will talk about that in it, but also, you know, you have an amazing life story as well. You know, we know that you get in talking about, you know, health and well-being, but you have a colourful past. So welcome to the show, Joe.
1: Thanks very much, Joe. Same to you. <laughs> yes, I have got a colourful past, but it's, um, it's helped me to get where I am today as the old saying goes
0: wisdom brings knowledge wisdom brings knowledge on it where did it all start you know you're 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 a phd in medicine um you sort of from there you you know something you've gone down the spiritual end as well but i want to just take us way back to your early 20s what was like for you in your early 20s it
1: was horrendous mate i was um i was fearful I was uh, anxious. I was. Uh, I kept having panic attacks, and um, all I ever wanted to do was um, just uh, it to be over. To be honest with you, there we are, straight to the point. I was, um, yeah, a highly sensitive chap trying to do the decent thing and apply myself to the job that I was in, which was uh, medical laboratories. Um, and I became quite good, and I really was enthusiastic about health and medicine. And as I went on and climbed the ladder of success, as it were, I um, I got more and more stressed, more and more anxious, you know. And I, and I see that the root of this really is I was a gross people pleaser. Um, I didn't want to let anybody down. So at a very, very early age in the job that I was in, it was my first job, um, I was going up the ladder of success because, but becoming more and more stressed and tense every single day. And I found, Joe, if I had a couple of drinks – Right, that used to settle my nerves and I could sort of behave in a normal sort of balanced way. But as the years went on, um, the stress and the anxiety and the panic attacks and everything got worse and worse. The amount of drinking got worse and you probably know the story from the The drink got hold of me and basically it just ruined, it ruled every sort of decision in my life. Destroyed. Does that sort of put it into context for now? What What do you feel, does, does it like a,
0: two, two roles I'm going to shoot down here and one what do you feel was the cause of all that hardship
1: the, well I mean it goes all the way back mate. I mean I, I could go back to the uh, sort of impoverished childhood you know uh, I grew up in a very sort of um, rough area if you like called Seacombe, um in Merseyside just a mile away from the pier head in Liverpool on the other side of the river but you know um, the whole community was quite poor but there was a beautiful sense of community as well, where we all chipped in together and tried to help each other. And then as a sort of, um, I was a sort of quite a weak child, so didn't go out to play so much with the boys and girls, you know, because I had sort of scoliosis of the spine and there were problems with my hips and things. So my mum, God love her, you know, she sort of um, kept me close to her. And I didn't really feel the uh, the knocks and the... Um, you know that those things that you you need really to help you to become more sort of resilience and so i suppose what i'm trying to say is uh, emotional sensitivity um, that was with me from a very very early age you know and in order to defend myself i developed my head skills really and i was a bit of a bookworm i was in most of the time and i just sort of read and read and read and read you know and so most of my life i've defended myself with sort of clever words uh, but on the inside from an emotional point of view screaming. i've been a cripple all my life screaming screaming from the inside what yeah.
0: wh- what was the dark night of the soul wh- what was that point that you know you you realized the drink had taken over you were you were you know you were working wh- what was the tipping point
1: what 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 was the fall Well, what happened to me is the people around me, you know, they they could see... I I was in this thing called denial, Joe, and when you're in denial, you don't know it. But everybody else around you does, and you're the last person to know, you know. And for a long, long time, the people I worked with who loved me and cared for me, they actually sort of, um, they covered for me for years, you know, which I think is probably a mistake now. But um, I was in the job. It's quite a responsible job. Uh, As I say, it was very stressful and I was drinking on duty and they were covering for me and what happened is in the end I lost my job uh, in the National Health Service in the UK uh, because I was found drunk on duty you know and um, that was the start of the this elongated dark night of the soul and what then happened was uh, not only did I lose my job but the money kept uh, wasn't coming in And then I lost my family and then I lost my home and I ended up homeless. And then in the end, um, I made a really, really serious attempt to do myself in uh, what should have seen me off. You know, I shouldn't have a headache for the rest of my life, put it that way. But, um, you know, at that point, right, uh, something happened to me that I can't really explain in words, but I I can only say that um, the peace that passeth all understanding descended upon me. And it was almost as if... Um, a a voice said to me it wasn't a voice but it was a very very strong rush of sort of inspirational thoughts to say son you shouldn't have signed up for this if you can't take a joke (laughs) you know I I remember at the time thinking excuse me I don't know what this is or who this is talking to me you know but I'm like trying to do myself in here and you're sort of laughing at me you know and 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 I I see clearly looking back what that was now and I got the impression uh, that my purpose was to Turn around, and one step at a time was to try and um, make success in life, uh, just um, guided by my intuition rather than this, all this head knowledge that i' developed so in a way, and this is what I say to people I, I sort of metaphorically decapitated myself at that point and just started to live from the center of my heart if you like um from from a soul point of view and i wasn't a religious person you know i had been when i was younger but i'd sort of turned me back on religion and, and i have to a large degree today but i think i live now more a sport sort of um spirit guided existence and i don't put any labels on it other than to say the guidance in my life now comes from feelings first and not thinking
0: yeah it's it's like i would agree with you there because i'm more of a spiritual end than a religious end um, and i think some people who are not on a journey or put it all into the one bucket but it's you know they're they're so different they the one thing—it's—it's it's funny when you talk about that. It's—it's. It's, I did a TEDx talk there at, uh, just before Christmas, and I—I I talk about you know walking up that mountain top and the screaming and that realization that came to me. And you talk about it there where it was someone said to you like, "What are you doing?" For me, it was just this this thought just came into my head and went, "Everything's going to be okay. Don't yeah. don't don't you cop on, you know." And it yeah. was a, it yeah. was a feeling of warmth and love. Um okay I can I can do this and, and change my life uh, for for the best and it's yourself as well you you know you you're, you talk about being the conscious business change agent do you feel now that you're using your intuition more now than using your headspace that your life has evolved? Into not only happier, but seeing things. I'm, t- I'm trying to get seeing things in such a different way that it it all is explained easily for you now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my life has become so simple, really, that I just trust this process. I just knock on my, when I wake up in the morning, you know, before I open my eyes, I just open my heart, if you like, and I just tap and say, what's on the cards today? You know, because I have this relationship where my intuition and myself are a partnership, you know, if you like, that's really a a conscious business connection, you know, and um, I just allow this higher intelligence, and I, I don't get bogged down with what trying to work out what it is. It's just a deep and strong and flowing and gentle feeling that has navigated me through life since I got to the point of suicide, you know and so yeah everything's clear you know I I have a thing called you know simplifying the complexity of life and it's just listen to your heart you know and there's you know there's millions and millions of songs that talk about this but I understand the depth of it now because of how I feel you know and it's it's brought me into all sorts of arenas that I I would never have considered before if I was still just working on that sort of automatic head driven societal driven you know sort of pathway if you like
0: like if you talk about from you being in Liverpool and you talk about songs there was a band that were so connected with their internal intuition and wrote so many songs about it and especially John Lennon from that band Um, if you listen now to some of his songs when you kind of are on that journey of of realisation of what everything is about you kind of go that guy had it (laughs) I didn't know he had it before, you know, anyone even knew what it was in that in that time, you know, the revolution.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean I, 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 I deal with him. Um, very very strongly you know as a sort of an inner rebel i'm sort of a sort of rebel now but hopefully in a positive disruptive sort of way you know just shaking a few cages for for good purpose but you know he wrote a song uh, that says uh, one thing you can't hide is when you're crippled inside you know and that applies to me really and i didn't know that i was so crippled in fact i was um, I was a victim really and i I was very very good at pointing the finger outside of myself until somebody got hold of me and this was in alcoholics anonymous because that's a, a really big part of my journey was to to find out the truth of my existence in aa with a bunch of um, you know people in the same boat as me really and what I found out there was they have a phrase that if you're pointing the finger outwards, there's always three coming back at you, you know. Yeah. And I know that now because I still have a tendency to start pointing it and then I look at my finger and think, Oh, hang on, how am I allowing this to happen to me? You know. So so and that's what I try to guide people in now, not only in personal life but in business as well, you know. But it's so uh, yeah, the Beatles were fantastic. I mean, I love Paul McCartney as well, and all the stuff he he rang. I, well, obviously, because I was so close to Liverpool, I was brought up in the sixties and stuff. You know, they, they mean a lot to me, and all the all the Beatles music does as well.
0: But it, it's it's jumping back into what you were saying about you know boredom and the burnout in business. And it's as you know, we've over here we've created the uh, Conscious Business Academy in in Ireland, and that's to try and bring conscious leaders um, help business leaders become conscious within the workplace um, because there's a lot of people out there who are, are, are working they are good at what they do but they are fearful or they just need a little bit of guidance, they've fallen into a role and want to, honestly want to help the company grow and, and need some sort of a guidance on it and with yourself that's what you're helping as well it's it's kind of getting these people out of their brain and starting to make, make them see everything around them
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, I go about it in the way that's been shown to me is that it works from the body first into the mind rather than the other way down. It's a sort of it's expressive rather than repressive and suppressive, you know. And what I mean by that is there's a phrase I use called hacking physiology to change psychology. And what that means is I've my whole Ph.D., was really about measuring ECGs, you know, electrocardiograms yeah. of people in different mood states and different con- uh, conditions of mind. And it, what I it identified was that different mood states have different sort of ECG patterns, believe it or not. And that by changing the way you breathe and breathing in a positive emotion, you can change the way your brain waves work, which make you um, see the world in a much more expansive way and a much healthier way. So by changing the way your heart works you can change the way your head works you can make healthier choices for yourself and you can see what needs to go go on around you and that's in the workplace as well you know but I mean Joe I mean I've got to be honest you know you, you sort of have to be in a place of desperation before you change round and start to do this you know so it's not an easy job but I think what's happening in business now uh, globally is many many businesses are sort of starting to disintegrate Because the old style model, the the head down sort of hierarchical approach is not working anymore, you know. And I can see that it's flipping where the people who are stressed and disengaged in the workplace are starting to think, what's the point of all this? You know, there's got to be some way out. So they don't have the same motivation as they used to have because they're putting the purpose of their being first and foremost now. I don't know whether that makes some sort of no,
0: sense. No, it does it totally because you know, and that's what it is. It's people are starting to really sort of care about themselves and kind of going, yeah. okay. Like the biggest question that if you look at, you know, you know, you do um, self development or you're looking at life coaching with people as well, the biggest question that everyone asks is life purpose. You know, and and people are now more and more kind of going, okay, I'm working all these areas. Okay, we have the money or whatever, but am I happy? So, you know, I think there is a revolution in, in, in a way that people are kind of going, what's next? What, what really is it? Are we the slaves? You know, do we get up? Do we work our arse off and then we retire and we die? And what did I miss along the way?
1: Couldn't agree more, mate. And that's what's happened to me is I I realized as I started to wake up, you know, could, people are talking about getting woke now, you know, and I think people across the globe, because of all sorts of various shifts that are going on, people are beginning to see, you know, I've, I've been in this slave mentality. I am worth more than this. And this is my I am approach. It focuses on, it's called internal asset management. So it's something called an asset-based approach where I help people to reconnect with their innate abilities, their strengths. So focus on what's strong in them, not what's going wrong with them. Because unfortunately, the world we work in, especially the Western world, it focuses on all the stuff that you're not doing right and doesn't really give two hoots about the other stuff that you're doing because you've got to do that anyway, you know. So you know i'm seeing in big org and i work in a lot of big organizations like the nhs in england and higher education universities and the many many people going off with stress and illness now the people who are left behind are more resilient but they're losing their resilience now because they're having to take on board the stuff that the sick person's left behind you see so it's it's almost like this this great big global collapse and i think The heads of companies who can sense this need to get sort of courageous and say, hang on, we need to put a stop to this in some sort of way, you know. And people like you, people like myself, I think we're here to help guide them back to what's the purpose of being, you know. I mean, even the CEOs, you know, the the, the people at the heads of these departments and stuff, they're also panicking as well, you know, and if, if they were truthful about it, you know because I see loads of them, you know from a physiological point of view, they've got high blood pressure, they've got chronic muscle tension, they can hardly move, and they're just permanently sort of um, tense all the time. yeah, but there's also the element of in
0: denial, you know where yeah, sure you, can, you can you can know you can have all this and then you go, all oh, right, i'm I'm going down, a, I'm going to take a different more conscious path. And switch off and, and not worry about any of that stuff. And that can that can lead to its own disasters as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh I agree. And I think you mentioned purpose. And I think there's still a lot of head talk about how to um, how to change things. But I would put something different before purpose. I would put presence before purpose. You know, and mindfulness in business, in my view and in my experience, is the way forward. It's not to take some sort of external purpose, but it's to sit with presence and allow the new purpose to emerge. You know, I mean, that might sound like woo woo, but, uh, you know, I understand what they used to call this uh, blue sky thinking and thinking out of the box, you know, and I think the box is disappearing. And we all need to move into this next dimension of understanding, which is basically heart-led or soul-led and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: like I, I think the word mindfulness has been battered around so much that we don't actually we've lost the connection with what it really means. And yeah. you know, there's mindful this and the mindful that, and we're doing it. And and there is there is courses or there is talks on it, which you know they're they're very fluffy and they are, wonderful. Basically on the outside and are very much in the headspace but are we frightened to really get deep into the cores of values and what people really represent because there's a culture as well that people don't want to upset or don't argue or go against the grain like everything is snowy and wonderful so I'm just going to agree with everything so yeah. the, the what 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 I'm trying to get across is to the audience, and and I think you're trying to do it as well, is that it's going deeper. It's really going, going, going so deep that you, you have a look at yourself in that mirror and you go, who am I? Why am I here? And what do I need to do next? For me personally, to be better, but stop doing everything as my ego and myself but doing it in a way that will benefit everyone around me and start thinking everything as more childlike than business corporate it has to be done this way because if it doesn't you're you're going to be screwed way
1: i i couldn't agree more and the stuff that i teach and the stuff that you teach because i know we do the same is it's called personal responsibility And it's about overcoming fears, fears that have been in us probably since child times, you know, that still determine our responses to life. And yes, it is tough. It is tough. But how can you tell when you've made the right choice because you feel better? You You feel feel more vital. You feel alive. How can you tell when you're running on fear? Because you feel blocked. You feel obstructed. And let's be honest, Joe, you know, you know, everybody really knows at depth what's right and wrong. You know what I mean? And I don't think people are getting the opportunity now to sort of be fearful anymore. No, because... We're all being... We're all being pushed, I think, by some invisible force to start. And we say these words, don't we? Truthfulness, transparency, trust, you know. And loads of courses that I go on, I hear them talking this, you know. But their actions sort of, you know, they, they, they speak differently in their actions, you know.
0: Yeah, but but here's the thing. You, you know, you, you, you talk about these. And they are, you know. There's people out there that I've spoke to them about values, and they've come up to me after one's go. You know, I've never really looked at my values before, and it was the first time I put these down on paper. But people who are say sitting around at a higher level in a business are fearful of kind of saying, "I don't get this. Or, I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm disconnected from this conversation because everyone is." You know the the rule, the fittest survived. You know the the, yeah, the strong, yeah. and we have to sort of be able to. And I think, it, and I'm leading up to company gossip. You know, or, or, or we call it company bitching, and that in alone in an organisation can destroy it, and that is around the water cooler, and. I'm, what I'm learning as well, that if we can teach people not to gossip. So I'm looking at the element of this, uh, Joe, right? And I'd love your opinion on it. We talk to children about being bullied and we talk about if a child is being bullied, other children will stand up around that and protect that child and it'll, it will deflate the bully. But we're not teaching this within organizations that gossip and all starts around bullying. And if so, if there is one person gossiping, the other people are as bad as the gossiper because they're listening to it and they should go, OK, I'm not listening to this. I'm taking back my power. And stopping this happening within the organisation, because the more that people stop doing that, the better that the organisation can flourish. And how do you know you're gossiping? If you're not willing to say it in front of the person when they walk into the room, that's
1: gossip. I couldn't agree more, Mason. I, I don't partake. I used to. I we don't all used to. Because we I all. See, it was- I see the- you know, I see the danger of it. And I say, I say to people now, when they start moaning, I'll say to them, okay, what's the solution? What are you going to do about it? Right. Nobody's doing this to you without your permission. Right. At some level, and people, you know, people initially, right, they they backed away from me, and started started not talking to me, you know. But they're all coming around now to say, well, what's the way forward here, you know? And I think that what, what I do in big organisations, Joe, is, and this is very unpopular at at the top level, is, I say that if you feel that you're being harassed and bullied by your manager, just ask them to point you to the bullying and harassment policies on the intranet right <laughs> it causes murder but it's sort of you know it's it says it nobody's doing this if you're an adult and you can think relatively clearly for yourself then nobody's doing to, this to you without your permission
0: yeah it's it's the it's the i'm listening to this because it makes me feel better knowing that the other person has fallen so i'm feeling better about myself and when you talk about, you know, online in the media, that's just sport for for certain people. They find that a sport, you know. It's people who are, especially in celebrity world, who are having issues, and people then giving out about them. That's a sport. That's you know, it's
1: it's it's It, it's, yeah. it, it is. Yeah. I know it's horrible, mate. And I, you know, I, I sort of got a got a clue what you're talking about. And my view is that the person who is being bullied or allowing themselves to be bullied they need people like ourselves who've maybe gone through this emotionally sensitive bit and come out the other end because what i found especially when when i went to aa was that when people start to share their honesty and their truth of their experience it's got much more depth and weight and it resonates at a different place it's almost like a soul to soul contact and that's why i think that we need to be honest about what we say we need to share our experience, our strength, and our hope for the future. And I think that that's the way forward for everybody. Because I, I don't think, you know, lying and gossip and all that, people aren't going to be uh, allowed to get away with that anymore. Because there's a great big global shift. It's almost as if there's a great big tide of cleansing sweeping the globe at the moment. And everything that we've pushed down is starting to bubble up to the surface so that we we, we own it, you know.
0: We could call a collective consciousness.
1: We could call it that we indeed called, if we, we wanted
0: to. We, we, could we could call it anything we want today because it's weird. It's a chat between the two of us.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I agree, mate. I think that the, all the stuff in the unconscious, all the stuff that's been pushed down, all the shadow characteristics of the individuals and the organisations. I've just look at the television now and people, stuff that's coming to the surface about look the Politics, past, you know.
0: look at England, look at America, look yeah. at Ireland. Yeah. There's a, there's a yeah. shift of, of how people are voting and what they want good or bad but there is definitely a shift on it the going back and i'll I'll jump back into is like i the last three weeks i've been working on something and i kind of on tuesday night or wednesday night it kind of hit me and i was exhausted like i realized i was burnt out and i also looking back that i realized i haven't even gone for a walk are, you know, I'm a, I do love hiking, but I haven't even left the house and even done some exercise because I was working on something that I need to. do. I feel that I need to get across the line, but I hit I hit a point of I, I'm just I can't do this anymore. And in that realization, it's made me sit back. It's that the project I'm doing is right. It's because the energy I could still keep working on it. It's just the body is shutting down. The the what what would you what you know we all go or go for a walk or take a break or you know time out for that it'll be clear and we and we advise people ourselves all the time if someone said it to us but what advice would you give me yourself doctor
1: yeah I I what I've <laughs> learned is it's a sort of discipline that at the end of each day and it becomes important to me I go deep into my heart and I say to myself how are you doing really you know. Because my theme is the joy of living. You know, I spent so many years being responsible and miserably happy, right, that if my heart isn't open and flowing, there's something wrong with me. So what I would suggest to people is, is to become more and more aware of their bodies and their body sensations. It starts to really, really tune in to the intuitive cues that the body sends us all the time. And that's what I do, Joe. I'm, I'm so tuned into my body now that various parts of it respond in various situations. So it's almost like if I get a pain or I get a bit of tension, I'll stop, take a step back and almost say to my body, what is it that you're trying to show me? Because threat is fear and most of the threats come in below the level of our consciousness and how do we know that we're in a threatening situation because our body picks it up long before our head gets a clue you see so if we can become more body aware then we can use our mind and our hearts and say can you please show me what you're trying to tell me you know so that would be the first thing I agree totally I do as you know a lot of Call it, I wouldn't call it running. I'd call it sort of jogging, really. But when I jog, after about 20 minutes, it takes me into this really big open space. And I can almost, like, a filing cabinet comes up in my mind where I can shove things in while I'm running and listening to music and stuff like that. Other things is um, to go back to the stuff that you did when you were a child before you were clobbered by all this societal conditioning, you know. Go back, sit down, ask yourself, who am I? What did I used to do before when I was a child? What did I get engaged in? Because my feeling is that that's who you really are, not this sort of other ego construction that's taken place for most of us. Yeah, totally. So there's a few things. Move, Joe, movement is so important, but moving with a sort of happy, open, flowing but, sort of attitude. Uh, it, it's
0: 100, percent and it's it's you know it's what I what I tell people and it's funny that I thought three weeks has made me fall into this where before it's out walking and it's mindful and taking the break and everything and I just got caught up in something because I feel it's very important and I kind of look back and went oh my god what am I doing I need to, I need to take it I need to I need to take a step back here because I'm not doing myself any good even though this is good. So I know a couple of days off we'll, we'll charge the batteries and the creative ideas we'll get back into it again.
1: But Definitely. But with,
0: with yourself and w- when you're talking or when you're, you're coaching or you're bringing people through this journey what is the initial impression that you're getting from leaders who are close-minded?
1: I get a massive resistance, to be honest with you. I, my, my stuff works from the bottom up, you know. I work with the people at the ground level because they're, they're mostly experienced all this downward pressure, you know. And the whole point about it is, it's, it's time will tell whether their system is still working. And, and it isn't, Joe, you know. I talk to human resources departments as an independent consultant, and I just say to them, do you want this straight from the horse's mouth? You know, do you want me to be completely honest? Because here's my story... Right? I can see the same story happening with many, many individuals in your organization. And if it works for them like it worked for me, this is what's going to happen. And most of the HR people say, well, that is happening now. Our stress levels are going up. Our sickness levels are going up. The quality of work's going... You know, so in the end, Joe, I think all we can do is, right, is sow a seed within the human resources department.
0: Send them on a journey. Know? Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, it's interesting because... This isn't new stuff, do you know. This this is thousands of years old, you know. And you're telling people, and, and and I find that it's so simple and so easy to do, but we're expecting to write it up like something from quantum physics or discovering a black hole. But and when you get into it and you understand it, you kind of go, "This is very basic stuff." And yeah. it's been so basic that it's been there for thousands of years. Why are we not doing it? That's, that's, you know, it's, it's, we're not asking people to reinvent the wheel. We're not asking people to, you know, send a man to the moon. We're just using very basic principles and laws to reconnect with yourself. And that's what, are. why I'm to go on? why are we all making it so difficult?
1: Well, I think it's because I think there are huge astronomical and astrological changes taking place from a universal perspective. Here's me going into supposed woo-woo land now. But, you know, what's actually happening is five minutes now is the same as it was a million years ago. But it's the amount of information in time that's increased exponentially. And with the increase in digital technology, more and more info's coming in in all sorts of ways, both visible and invisible. So visible is emails, but invisible are the electromagnetic signals that are sending messages across the planet. Like, I love you, darling, what's for tea? You know, all those text messages are bombarding us at all sorts of different levels. If you're not tuned into your body and your emotional state, then it's almost like we go into this automatic response of just doing, just doing in this unconscious way. And that's why we talk about conscious business, because I think most of the business that operates is just unconscious emotional reactions to the information that's coming in. So, you know, it's about fear, Joe. And I think if people can honestly say and stop pretending that they're not afraid when they really are, you know, and gritting their teeth, because this is what I did. I grit my teeth for years and pride wouldn't let me say to people, especially fellow i'm frightened here right and this is what i do now is i say i'm feeling a bit apprehensive here i'm feeling a bit fearful and when they say do you know what so am i that's when real connections start to happen so i think it's really based upon courage first opening your gob and then expressing your truth in a way that's honest and you know
0: yeah that's what i feel we know that you know behind every thought behind every thought and behind every thought is either based on love and fear love or fear and if, you, if when yeah, yeah. you delve right into that and everything is about communication and it's all about guesswork and it's all about will they or won't they. This is in, in corporate world and how do I, you know, how are we better than our competitors or how how are they and I sort of, it's, it's stop looking, stop looking and just have a conversation with someone and if they tell you to get stuffed or stop doing that to me okay, so be it, but you you will find people that will resonate with you.
1: I, I, you know people come up to me after the meetings because they don't want to say it in front of their colleagues and they say, I'm going through this at the moment. A lot of them say, the women come up and say, my husband needs to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, know, you know. And I say, hang on a second, right? So you need to listen to me as well, you know. So because you're trying to manipulate him even though he doesn't know, you know. So so we, we have a laugh and a joke. They call me um, Dr. Lightheart, you see, because my approach is a lighthearted approach, not a stupid approach. But a light-hearted approach, because we, the situation, my attitude was so grave that I was I was under the influence of gravity. That's the way I look at it. And the opposite of gravity is levity, and light-heartedness, and helpfulness, and all those sorts of things. I think that that's what's going to counteract the situation that we're in at the moment. Joe, so something else that came to me. I, I've got a little phrase. Me, science side of thing is that peace of mind is inversely proportional to expectations and what that means is the more expectations you have on how things are going to turn out the less peace of mind because you're always on the lookout and hoping that it's going to be this going to be that you see so my view is just do what you can do throw your whole heart and soul into it present it and then let it go and that let let nature take its course as my dad would have said you know so expectations are the killer. You know? are. So yeah. so rather than expecting, which means to look out, I'm telling people to look in. And when I say look in is become aware of your emotional states. Are you open? Are you flowing? Do you feel free? If so, carry on. If not, take a step back. Find out why you're obstructed and breathe your way through it and go and have a laugh somewhere along the line.
0: You. Yeah. You're talking there, and you're, you're right about it. It's it's helping and it's understanding, and you sort of resonate with me when you were saying, "Look, it's it's just live," and it's going back to what you were saying. It's all about breathing, and it's all about the breath, and it's all about just you know filling the body with 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 air, really, which then yeah. ignites ignites the soul and ignites every organ in the body, and and helps to create us and move us forward more in a more positive way. Is that why you've got into the running and why you've, you know, I know there's a lot of people who are watching you on Facebook when you're doing your runs and you're doing your talks and your runs. Is that what has evolved into this?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I didn't have a clue. You know, the, people think I've known about this for a long time, but it's only through, through sort of um, a little thought pops into my mind. Why don't you do that? And then I'll tell you a funny story. Is The first thing I gave up, obviously, was the drinking. And I used to smoke very heavily. I'd smoke about 40 cigarettes a day because I was still trying to contain all this repressed energy from eons, you know. And I got this thought once upon a You know, I thought, I think I'll start to try and get a bit fitter. So I did this brisk walking around the quadrangle of the university I was working at, right. And then I started to run... And I had this thought, this is PhD and everything, you know, I had this thought that if I didn't smoke, I'd probably be able to run better. And this is no lie, this, (laughs) mate, you know. I put the cigarette out, because I used to sit down after five minutes and have a cigarette to think about what I was doing, you know. And so I sat down, I got this thought, and it was almost like it said to me, if you didn't smoke, you'd be able to run better and go further, you know. And I put the cigarette out, I never had the craving, I never had another cigarette, I never had the need for one. And that's how it seems to work. Something in me, when the time is right, gives me a bit of a nudge and helps me. And consequently, Joe, as you know, you know, from there, and I wasn't a runner, I wasn't anything like that, I've gone on, I'm just about to run my 15th marathon, right? Yeah. I've done, you know, I, I've done all this stuff. Am I fast? No, I'm somewhere in the middle, you know. I, I do, I run now not to get faster or to be in competition, even with myself, because when I get into the bum bump bum. breathe in breathe out breathe in breathe out when i get into that coherent rhythm then my whole head expands and it's almost like i can understand everything and that's why i do it they they call this in sport being in the flow yeah and i know now and and i teach this to people is to teach how their heart works when they're in the flow, how they feel, and how to stay connected to that. And if they're disconnected, like they've been plowing themselves for three weeks into some work, is how to recognize that, to breathe in a particular way, to get back into flow, and then to make decisions on yeah, things, really. definitely. So, yeah, the, the, the running, i have been knackered without me running, mate, to be honest with you. D-
0: tell me then, mind your own business.
1: Yeah. That was the, um, I did a project, I I joined, again, intuitively and synchronistically, I was on my, um, uh, not Facebook, I didn't do Facebook then, but I was on the web, and this site came up called Humanities Team, I thought i have never heard that before, Um, I'm into trying to help humanity, I'm not a saint, but um, it, it appeals to me, and it said, new course coming up, conscious business initiative, and I'd not been into business, it's never been part of my sort of frame of reference, But I just got this overwhelming push to say, join it. And it cost a few, Bob, you know, to be honest with you. And I I didn't even have a struggle. I pressed on the button, join. And for a year then, I met up with people uh, online from across the world who were all interested in this. And we had the world's greatest teachers coming in, in a sort of virtual faculty, teaching us about all this business. I was fascinated. Anyway, cut a long story short. I became a certified conscious business change agent with um, humanity's team. So I'm still that person. And then I became a champion where I would help others to get this certification. And then what happened then is, um, we, I joined an organization called Conscious Business Associates, so I'm still part of that now. And it's basically, we meet online, we all go into a deep mindfulness thing first, we bring in a theme, and then we all talk from our our hearts about the theme, and that seems to be the way that it works. I've, I've sort of gone off uh, track here. No, no, no it's, good. It's, it's,
0: it's It's interesting because you know, I get people and when I say, look, if you're going to have a conversation, stop speaking from your head, speak from your heart, and you'll you'll notice that you speak, or you deliver in a total different way than if you were just running it from your head?
1: Yeah, oh, and I agree, Mason. Because I'm, I call the head the editor because you know the old Joe. I would have been very careful about what I was saying, and measuring what was coming out, and maybe I would have. Um, practice what I was gonna say but I just turned up put me bum on the seat and just open up and open me gob and see what comes out you know hopefully not swear words or that, that does come out sometimes but you know I, I, I now this conscious business change agent. all I'm doing really is help people to turn their eyes around plug them back into their souls and help them to go from what they're being inspired uh, to do rather than me telling them so I I think that the more you get into this, it's not the less that you listen to expert advice from the outside, but I sort of let it all go in my heart and I say to me heart, if there's anything useful here, can you bring it up for me and I'll work with it, you know. So my heart becomes the sort of discerner or the discriminator and then it, it sends up like almost like globules of do this next son. you know. And that's how Joe, I mean, I'm I'm sort of explaining this in a sort of weird way, but um, that's how I operate my life yeah, now. No, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> people, people say to me, they say to me, I, you know, they ask me a question, I say, I've got no idea, right? And they say, you've got a PhD, you should know what you're talking about, you know? And it almost seems like I'm still winging it, but I'm winging it from a different place, you know?
0: It's tuning into your inner peace and getting the answers. And I, I think the more and more that we actually... Learn to tune in to us inside. It, you know, we get those answers and we get the right answers. You know, it's 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 all there. It's all there. We just have to, again, we just have to teach people to to remember it again.
1: I I couldn't agree. And and the thing I've become, I used to be a know all knows you know the rest of that a knowledgeable idiot where my head was crammed with information you know and I can still access that if I need to but I've, I wake up now as if I know nothing now and it's a much better place to be I sort of I wake up I can clear my mind with the sort of flowing with breath the
0: and
1: then you know and then I just I just wait for stuff to pop up then now
0: where is where's it all going for you Joe where's it all going
1: no idea no idea no idea mate, no a It's it's opening up, right? I have a sense that it's really opening up quickly now. I see that uh, my message is to pass is to pass on my journey and what's happened to me and what's happening now, because it seems to it seems to resonate with a lot of people who are on the brink. You know what I mean? And it's one of hopefulness, really, because I mean, I got to 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 get to a place where you really want to do yourself in is pretty serious, you know. Yeah. And so uh, you know, and and I have a lot of people who are at that place now. And all I can say to them is I don't know what your purpose is but if you go in here and you ask and people seem to they seem to um, trust what I say now and they go away and they sit with themselves and they ask their heart now, please show me step by step how I can extract myself from this you know and I don't get hung up or ring them up to say how are you getting on? I just pass the message on leave them to it and say, just keep in touch and let me know how you're getting on, if you get stuck, you know. So, Joe, the answer to the question is, um, I'm going to do, I'm writing a book at the moment. Um, it's called, There's No F in Stress If You Focus on Feelings First. I know it's a strange title, <laughs> right, but the focus on feelings first is F off, right, yeah. and that could put people off, you know, but most of the people I talk to, the ordinary folk in the street, think it's great, you know, because, you Um, most of my academic colleagues say, oh, you don't want to be doing that. What will it do to your academic credentials? I've sort of turned me back on that now because the people I'm really working with now, um, how can I say this? I'm just going to say it, are less pretentious. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're, and they're sort of open now to all sorts of weird and wonderful ideas so where it's going joe is my feeling is and this could be wrong there's a book on the way there's an online course on the way there's me giving big talks to big audiences on the way that's where i feel would i be happy with that i'd be over the moon i'd be delighted let
0: it be let it be Joe, it was great having you on uh, the show. Delighted that we eventually met up. Uh, where can people find you if they want to reach out and speak to or find out more about Dr. Joe Delaney?
1: Well, if they go onto my website, which is being refurbished at the moment, it's just drjoedelaney.com, D R J um, O E D E L A N E Y.com. There's information on there. I can't really spend time sort of doing one to one stuff. But I'll try and help as best I can, and connect into um, your see Facebook page,
0: and they'll they'll get a lot of information there as well. They'll get a lot of yeah, information.
1: Yeah, and I, I have a YouTube. Um, it's called the I Am Connection. It's a YouTube thing, and I've got all sorts of um, interviews there with weirdos from across the planet who are trying to become less serious and more lighthearted.
0: Perfect. Folks, that was Dr. Joe Delaney. Uh, A great conversation about consciousness and where we are all traveling and where we are all going in this world. If you want to find out more about ourselves here, uh, check us out on the Conscious Business podcast when this is released. We also have the Conscious Business Academy as well, and that's bringing purpose, profit, and prosperity into your corporate life and your business. You want to reach out? You can catch us online, and that's joedalton.ie. Until next week, folks, thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you again. Take care.